Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh, no. I mean, we could have a B.O. issue. Yes, right. Body odor. Procter & Gamble has issued a recall for more than a dozen Old Spice and Secret branded aerosol deodorants and sprays, warning that the products could contain benzene, which is, of course, a cancer-causing agent. Now, exposure to benzene can occur by inhalation, orally, and through the skin, and it can result in cancers, including leukemia and blood cancer of the bone marrow and blood disorders, which can be life-threatening. Now, please, this is being done out of an abundance of caution because, well, we haven't received any reports of adverse events, but we're moving forward with the recall. So if you are part of the Old Spice deodorant family, Old Spice High Endurance, AP Spray, Pure Sport, Old Spice Hardest Working Collection Invisible Spray, Stronger Swagger, Old Spice Hardest Working Collection Invisible Spray, Pure Sport Plus, Old Spice Hardest Working Collection Invisible Spray, Stronger Swagger, Old Spice Hardest Working Collection Invisible Spray, Ultimate Captain, Old Spice Below Deck Powder Spray Unscented, Old Spice Below Deck Powder Spray, Fresh Air, Secret Aerosol Powder Fresh Twin Pack, Secret Aerosol Powder Fresh, Secret Aerosol Powder Fresh, Secret Fresh Collection Invisible Spray Waterly, Secret Fresh Collection Invisible Spray Lavender, Secret Fresh Collection Invisible Spray Light Essentials, Secret Fresh Collection Invisible Spray Rose, Secret Outlast Invisible Spray Completely Clean, Secret Outlast Invisible Spray Protecting Powder, Old Spice Pure Sport 2021 Gift Set. You need to return it. And that has been recalled. Now, listen up. You can throw it away, and that's what you're being advised to do, is to throw it away, and they're offering full refunds. You can fill out an online form or contact the hotline, 888-339-7689, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, to get your refund on those products. And remember that it isn't the first time benzene has, uh, has been part of a recall in July, we talked about the Johnson & Johnson recall on some of these spray-on Neutrogena and Aveeno sunscreens after it detected low levels of the carcinogen in the products. So just be careful out there. You do not want none of the benzene issues going on. And that means that we could quite possibly have a BO issue. So when you smell someone that has some body odor, just know... Oh, Old Spice user. Welcome, and and or a secret user. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, sure, uh, this administration and under the uh, tutelage and leadership of President Joseph Robinette Biden has released uh, oil to hit the market from our strategic reserves, uh, about 50 million barrels. And that, you know, equals out the way they have to do it is about 4.4 million barrels a day. And then they're going to replace it once the price drops. And I mean, the price dropped here in the DFW area where I purchased my gasoline to $2.75 a gallon for regular. And wow, man, what a savings that has brought on. But... Most importantly, and I did not know this, that there is a shortage 
of syrup. Maple syrup, to be exact. So, the Quebec maple syrup producers, which is a, I guess, government cartel that controls 70% of the world's maple syrup supply. (laughs) So, sure, you've got OPEC uh, taking care of, uh, you know, oil and uh, big oil. But, uh, you know, I mean, worldwide, it's the, you know, petroleum exporting countries uh, that are out there that are saying uh, no to uh, President Biden and creating more output. Anyway, the uh, consortium of more than 11,000 Canadian maple syrup producers said this week that a warmer and shorter than expected spring led to a 24% year over drop in production of the maple syrup. So they are going to release, they are digging into the maple syrup strategic reserve and they're going to release 50 million pounds of maple syrup. (laughs) That is incredible to me how much syrup they have. Now, that's not what they have in reserve. They're releasing 50 million, okay? It is the most that the group has released from the reserve in a single season since 2008 and amounts to about half of the entire stockpile. So a spokeswoman for the group said, uh, well, we set bulk syrup prices, we cap production, and we control the stockpile. Oh, okay. And we're going to authorize more production of syrup next season in order to make up for the shortfall. Well, yeah, the syrup cartel, big syrup is able to do that oh okay the french speaking canadian province produces more than 70 percent of the world's maple syrup supply (laughs) wow that is incredible export sales reportedly rose to 113.5 million pounds between january and september of 2021 up a whopping 21 percent from a year earlier People certainly have turned to syrup <laughs> during the pandemic. Just amazing. Well, listen, it's sad actually because the short and warm spring season hit maple syrup production hard. And because tree sap is only able to be harvested during a small window when the temperature uh, alternates between freezing and thawing, uh, the harvesting of the sap and subsequent refining of it into syrup can be an intensive process that's heavily reliant on weather conditions, making year-to-year supply volatile. Oh, okay. Now, this year marks the first time in three years that the group has had to tap into the reserve. This is not the first time that the old Quebec cartel of maple syrup producers has uh, been on the headlines because uh, in 2012, thieves made off with more than 3,000 tons of maple syrup worth uh somewhere around 19 million canadian dollars from the stockpile uh, from the stockpile the syrup was quietly siphoned off from the reserve over the course of months so someone inside was a uh, siphoning off the maple syrup <laughs> but the cartel found out and uh that person is now in some syrup barrel that you'll never know about in his buried in new jersey somewhere right next to 
Hoffa. I think. I don't know that to be true. But just amazing that uh, you don't have to worry about being able to get your, you know, Log Cabin or Mrs. Butterworth or your pure Quebec maple syrup because they are releasing 50 million pounds of syrup from its strategic reserve. So, whoo, that is good news. In other news, not really good, uh, we have a new COVID-19 variant, uh, Omicron, or as uh, Google pronunciation calls it. Omicron. I'm sorry, what? Omicron. I like Omicron better, but we'll call it Omicron that we need to worry about. I mean, we've already picked it up in South Africa, Botswana, Hong Kong, Israel, Belgium. We don't know if it's in the Netherlands yet. Uh, They're sequencing their passenger tests now. Uh, There's also suspected individual cases being sequenced in Germany and the Czech Republic along with Australia. Now, we do have some travel bans from countries, uh, South Africa, Nambia, uh, Lesotho, Botswana, Eswatini, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, and Malawi. So, okay. Uh, I guess travel bans done by this administration is not racist when we ban travel from Africa, but that's okay, whatever. Uh, They claim that the new variant spreads faster than Delta and Beta. Okay. And they also say that the new variant is vaccine resistant. Oh, well, that's good, right? No, not really. (laughs) Not really at all. But uh, we're to go into worried mode for sure. I mean, they are locking down countries because of Omicron. So we'll see what happens with that. It seems to be less deadly than the Delta. But, uh, you know, who cares? Because it's a new way to, you know, continue with lockdowns and panic porn as it's called and to be honest uh you know they're saying that people aren't really worried about it in south africa i was looking at reports about omicron and uh they seem calm the one report they seem calm in south africa yeah because uh they're probably you know okay with it do i want anybody to get any variant of covid19 no i do not But the point of the vaccine, if that's what we're going to call it, was to keep us safe. But now all the new variants uh, don't really work. It didn't really work that well on the others, it looked like, too. But hey, uh, just get vaccinated and shut up, okay? Because we got countries all over the world saying, yep, Omicron is here. I remember when I was tested and they told me that they couldn't tell me what variant i had it was either positive or negative so i guess they have special tests now uh you know i know that yes i know they do it has to be sequenced properly i get it but that's expensive and we don't really do it so just because that's the new strain well that's what everybody has now oh okay no problem now the thing to really worry about and all that having been said you know do what you got to do to protect yourself from getting any disease whatsoever i don't care if what disease it is do what you need to do to keep yourself healthy period 
All right. I know that we're continuing on the vaccine mandates and you must get vaccinated. I do find it funny that no one talks about getting in shape, taking the right vitamins, uh, you know, keeping yourself healthy through diet. No, it is all about getting vaccinated from big pharma. So, okay. All right. Do that too. But really what I'm concerned about is that bees are now evolving. Yeah, I know. So sure, bees are important to our lifestyle and dietary habits and all of that, but they are now evolving. And how are they evolving, you ask? Well, um, we're calling them vulture bees. Yes, I don't want them. I say we kill them right now, okay? (laughs) So according to this, they can't sting but okay they're already evolving to bite okay they've grown teeth they have been summoned by hanging meat out and they show up to gnaw on the meat (laughs) they also have evolved to let their gut resemble a vulture thus vulture bees okay uh they have started in costa rica the author of the paper from university of california riverside said the vulture bees diet is not the only way in which they are unusual okay so he was saying that's a good thing they can't sting um no they can just bite you And I guarantee you, if they are evolving to eat meat, they are going to evolve to go ahead and sting you and then eat you. That's what's going to happen. I can feel it. Vulture bees evolving into, yeah, remember when we told you they couldn't sting? Yeah, we were wrong. Uh, They can sting you now. And, oh, by the way, they will start gnawing on you as well. They've grown teeth. Oh, Okay, now it's only while they've grown a tooth, just one tooth. Okay, all right, so it's with just one tooth we have to worry about for now. (laughs) Uh, I'm more worried about that than I am. Well, I don't know. I mean, is there anything that we can't be worried about now? Anything? I can't put deodorant on. I can't go outside because of the... uh, Omicron, and I can't go outside and be stung by a bee, but I can be eaten by one. There's a joke in there somewhere. All right, let's go to the break room. I need to. Uh, I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. <sighs> so good. All right. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday weekend as we get back to it here on the 29th of November, 2021. For those of you listening live, I don't know. I didn't go to the theater. Uh, I have plenty of streaming services to watch my, uh, my content on, but, uh, 142 million uh, bucks in, uh, movie tickets were sold over the weekend, which they were all happy about. Uh, 142 million really isn't, uh, what they used to do. I mean, that's, uh, they used to get around 250 to 300 million. So there's still a little, 
you know, a little uneasiness of people going back to the theaters. Uh, the number one movie was Encanto, and then House of Gucci, and then Ghostbusters Afterlife, and you still had uh, you still had uh, No Time to Die, and uh, what was the other stupid one that was out there? Uh, uh, the Last Duel. Yes, The Last Duel, which nobody went to see. I mean, that's not true, but they didn't. I mean, it spent about $100 million to make The Last Duel, and uh, they did not go and see it. And it was with, that's a big movie. And Ridley Scott is pissed. Ridley Scott, it's actually, who died today? Uh, the Last Duel died. And Ridley Scott was not happy about it. <laughs> uh, he's blaming the millennials and how they're a hooked on their phones and don't want to go back to the theater. How about you just make a good movie, Ridley? I mean, I love you and you've done great work. I really do. I appreciate your work. You're one of the hardest working guys in Hollywood and you don't get enough recognition for that. But maybe the movie just isn't that good. Uh, maybe Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, who were part of the screenplay writing uh, for this movie and star in it, maybe the movie just isn't that good. Plus, it's two and a half hours. Okay, so let's say you're questioning yourself. Do I want to go back to the theater or not? Well, yeah, you know, I kind of do want to go back and and see movies let's go to the theater hey want to go see the last duel sure how long do i have to be there two and a half hours that's darn near three hours or i could go see Encanto. that's you know an hour and a half all right let's go see that <laughs> now Encanto, i uh, don't know if you have seen the huge Encanto, the young colombian girl who has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. Oh, okay. Um, I know that this was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He was a big part of this. And it's a Disney movie. So, you know, it might be good. It'd be worth a watch. Am I going to go to the theater to see it? Uh, no. Uh, no, I am not. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, Ghostbusters too, But not at the theater. Nope. I have uh, have huge TVs to watch. Plus, we had the big fights this weekend. I don't know if you were able to see the new uh, triad fight here in Dallas at uh, Globe Life Field with Metallica. It was a good night. Uh, Metallica was great, but uh, the fights were—I mean, the fights were fun to watch, and they were in the triangle, not the octagon, and it was more boxing, less MMA. But it was MMA versus versus boxing, and it was really—now um, they'll disagree with this—but it was more second-tiered uh, MMA and boxing guys who are, you know, on their way out or just aren't will never be good. They were either good once and they're already on their way out or they just will never be good and they're still involved. And so the fights were eh, less than desirable, but it was fun. It was fun to watch. And you got, uh, uh, you know, they had some of the big stars there and you had who, you know, who I'm going to say this and I, and I need to talk to him first, but I don't understand Fat Joe with the magic marker beard. I don't know that. Maybe I need that explained to me. But, uh, okay. And then oh, the other movie that I want to see that I'm waiting to see is House of Gucci. I really am looking forward to that with Gaga. But not at the theater. Sorry, lady. 
I know. I know you had your big House of Gucci weekend, and you had your big uh, concert on, I think, NBC last night with Tony Bennett. And so, you know, you're living large, and I love you, but not at the theater. So be sure to uh, follow me on uh, social media. We have uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR. It's rumored that Jack is stepping down today as CEO of Twitter. What does that mean for Twitter? I don't know. Will they still censor posts about vaccine damage and conspiracies? I would venture to say yes. Would Twitter, is Twitter going to get any freer with Jack not there? I would venture the answer to that is no. But we shall see. It's being rumored that he goes away. You can follow me on Facebook, which is Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, which is Jeff Fisher Radio. Had a lot of fun over this holiday weekend on Instagram and Facebook with my Trump one post. <laughs> I, uh, I I loved posting this. I saw a picture. I'm driving down the road. I actually witnessed this. The guy in his pickup truck had a Trump one flag, uh, W-O-N flag, and a uh, United States of America red, white, and blue flag hanging from the back of his truck. And I took a few pictures and I got one that I posted on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I commented, dude, probably time to let it go. Now, I thought to myself, I should just stop there and let people have fun with the post from there. Because, you know, I mean, I, I like doing that. It brings a smile to my face to have both sides, you know, posting their comments underneath. But then I thought, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to go one step farther and just push a little bit farther and post. I mean, yes, he did once, but, and that's where I left it. Oh, man. Was it fun reading some of the comments because I I really I pissed people off. I pissed the people off that still believe Trump won and I pissed the people off that believe he didn't win. So I got both sides of, yeah, no kidding. He should let it go. That's bullcrap. And I got, oh, come on. He won once. I can't believe I'm disappointed in your statement. Are you? Are you? Okay, so I think my favorite comment read, I read your statement and looked at the pic and got angry. I was like, who the hell am I following that should say this? Then I saw it was Jeffy and I calmed down a little, but not completely. By the way, uh, on behalf of Chewing the Fat, Jeff Fisher Radio, and myself, Jeffy, you're welcome. And just so we're clear, and I've said this before on Pat Unleashed and on this show, uh, yes, it's very difficult to believe that Joseph Robinette Biden got the most votes ever of anyone, more than Obama, more than Trump. Unbelievable. I just need proof. I don't, I don't, I, I can't believe it. It's difficult for me to swallow. But, which is, you know, not an easy thing to do because I swallow a lot of things and you can write your own jokes with that. But I'm just telling you, I want to see some hard line proof that proves that that happened. And I just haven't seen it. And I want to see it. I'm open to seeing it. Show it to me. We'll shut this thing down. We'll shut it down. And do I care if a guy is driving around in his own truck in this country with a Trump W-O-N flag and a United States of America flag? Absolutely not. It was just fun 
pushing a couple of buttons. It made me smile. And that's what I was in it for at the time that I posted. It was just something that was like, oh, this will be fun. And it was. I hope all of you had safe travels over the holiday weekend because just in time for the holiday weekend, our federal government ordered a tougher crackdown on unruly airline passengers and they directed states to prioritize prosecuting rowdy flyers as, you know, millions of Americans were getting ready for that Thanksgiving travel. That's good. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is doing a wonderful job, isn't he? Yes, he gave the directive in a memo saying disorderly travelers are interfering with critical jobs of crews on airlines that help ensure safe air travel and passengers who assault, intimidate, or threaten violence against flight crews and flight attendants do more than harm those employees. They prevent the performance of critical duties that help ensure safe air travel. Similarly, when passengers commit violent acts against other passengers in the close confines of a commercial aircraft, the conduct endangers everyone aboard. Thank you, Attorney General Merrick Garland. Those are, those are inspiring words for us. And I told you before the holidays uh, last week, just shut up. I don't care how long it takes at uh, TSA checkpoints. I don't care how long it takes to board. I don't care how long you have to sit on the tarmac when leaving. I don't care how long you have to sit on the tarmac when landing. You like it. You keep your mask on and you shut up. Okay. You will not be unhappy with anything. I don't care if you land in the wrong city. I don't care if you're behind schedule. I don't care if you, whatever happens, you take it. And that's the way it needs to be. Got it. Okay, good. Now, look, as long as you're not fighting and you're just breastfeeding on an airline, it should be fine. Everyone's okay. We do stories from time to time where people get upset with mothers breastfeeding, and I don't understand it at all. I really don't. It's, it's an incredible thing to me that in today's world, we get all upset about mothers breastfeeding in public. Who cares? They're taking care of their offspring. But we did have a lady on a Delta Airlines flight, allegedly, who began to breastfeed her pet cat (laughs) mid-flight. Now, I don't know that there's a rule that says you can't breastfeed your animal while you're flying. I mean, if the thing gets hungry, what are you supposed to do? Whip out a bowl of cat food? No breastfeed your cat (laughs) apparently they asked her to stop allegedly and she said no i'm not going to i'm not going to stop okay (laughs) so i you know what are they going to do to her i mean i guess they met her at the gate and you know told her yo uh what do you think you're doing you can't be breastfeeding your cat uh, on the plane, but there's no laws. Uh, I mean, there will be now, but there's no laws. So, I mean, okay, we could just ask, hey, uh, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you take your cat into the bathroom 
Or maybe you don't actually breastfeed your cat. Now, that's just a thought. But I don't know what else you do. I mean, I don't think cats are service animals, right? I guess maybe some of them are. But according to the airlines, all they allow, I believe, service animals now are trained dogs. So there's no emotional support animals flying along. I mean, you can bring your pet along in your, you know designated travel bag so apparently that's what she did is she just pulled the cat out of the travel bag and started breastfeeding her cat there may be more of an issue with this human than we're allowing to let ourselves believe because it's just funny thinking about a person trying to breastfeed her cat isn't it of course it is and then we had the man who uh, apparently were was in the landing gear from guatemala now he flew into miami uh miami dade uh the flight's about two and a half hours and witnesses say he was unharmed uh they they saw him hop out of the hop out of the landing gear and he was okay i don't know if he had any frostbite i don't know you know how how it was for him what happened to him physically and they're not sure how where he was in the landing gear compartment but he survived and he was you know according to reports unharmed from guatemala coming into the u.s i say we let him in i'm not a big fan of illegal immigration but if you want to get out of your country bad enough to get in a landing gear of an airplane and survive for two and a half hours once you get there i say you're good you're in uh no problem if he turns out to be a bad guy you got me you got me but he wanted to get out of his country so bad he didn't walk a thousand miles and illegally cross the border he wanted to get out of there so bad and maybe he had to that he climbed up into a landing gear compartment of an airplane in guatemala says something about the security at the guatemala international and uh you know made it to miami in the landing gear i you know let him in just come on you're it's okay you're in go ahead you know what take off get out of here we don't see a thing here's some water good luck god bless maybe we just drop him off in jupiter uh, you know, right in the Nancy Pelosi neighborhood because uh, it was reported she's buying a, a mansion in Florida, in Jupiter, Florida. And I knew that it wasn't true. It's, it, it was too good to be true. It's too, that's a too good to be true story. No way Nancy Pelosi moves to Florida with Ron DeSantis as governor after all the battles that have been going on. No way it was too good to be true. And that's right. I mean, her deputy chief of staff said there's no such pending sale nor is the family looking or interested and if she was moving to florida like that would she buy it under nancy pelosi i mean wouldn't she buy it under a corporate name uh you know her husband's corporation name or create a new corporation to purchase the house under so it didn't look like it was her and no way is the real estate agent going to say oh yeah this is nancy pelosi just bought this place oh okay uh you know they i know that uh, the southern shore properties has saying that uh you know they've been getting swamped with calls people asking about it and she goes i don't have any idea where it started so i don't know they didn't buy the house and the people who have just bought the house uh are displeased by the unwelcome fuss about their newly purchased home it's a nice joint uh no no doubt about it it's in jupiter which is gorgeous 
The house is um, on two and a half acres, 255 feet of ocean frontage. It's renovated two-story, 10,000 square feet, six bedrooms, nine bathrooms. It's nice. It's really beautiful. It's got uh, you know formal dining room, library built with built-ins, a state-of-the-art theater, custom wine cellar, elevator, and gym. Split four plan allows for private master retreat, while numerous guest rooms can accommodate family members and guests. Outside lush landscaping creates a private paradise, including a screened outdoor kitchen, pool, fire pit, and seating. <laughs> it's definitely a very special area and a special piece of land but there's no way i knew it was just too good to be true and another thing that happened that was too good to be true for those of you that were wishing that matthew mcconaughey was going to run and win the governorship of the great state of texas he posted an instagram post uh, this weekend, and it was about three minutes and 13 seconds long. And he started out by saying, Hey, everybody, McConaughey here. Yeah, yeah. Some of the past two years, I've been working on the answer to the question of how I can be most useful in this life going forward. And we have wanted an answer to that, Matthew. My gosh, so bad. But really, all we care about is if you're going to run for governor or not. So, are you going to run for governor, Matthew? As a simple kid born in the little town of Uvalde, Texas, it never occurred to me that I would one day be considered for political yeah, leadership. Yeah, it didn't occur to us either. It's a humbling and inspiring path to ponder. It is also a path that I'm choosing not to take at this moment. Oh, isn't that interesting? Okay, thank you, Matthew. Take care. Nobody wants to talk to you anymore. You can do a couple interviews uh, this week and then bye-bye. Okay, it's been a month since Postmaster General Louis DeJoy's new 10-year plan to get the USPS out of the red. And it's expected to, uh, you know, make the mail, add on more expensive and take longer to deliver. And the Postal Service is cutting a share of mail it delivers via airplane from 20% to 12%, meaning the three-day delivery guarantee for your letters will be updated to two to five-day range. You can, you know, you they have an update on how your neighborhood will be affected. Cost for services like priority mail could run up to $5 more during the holiday season. And even after the holidays, prices for mail services still may be elevated. You can count on that. So they already say they run $188 billion uh, in liabilities, and they're expected to lose about $160 billion in the next 10 years if the cost-cutting measures can't turn things around. And you know I've always wanted to be part of run the, the Postal Service. I always wanted to be Postmaster General. You know that. However, then I found out really the gig to have is on the Board of Governors. right? So I want to be one of the Board of Governors because they – they bossed the postmaster general around and you don't even know who they are i mean you can find it out and i've done whole shows on it way back i mean a long time ago episode 51 of chewing the fat uh, postmaster general or the postal service board of governors i mean i go back and i go down through the governors and it's a it's a good gig i really want it now they also have a new 
daddy caught sissing, kissing Santa Claus in their no, new postal service commercial. So they want to be more woke to the world. Here's an idea. My first and foremost fix, okay, is how about we just deliver the mail on time? <laughs> what do you say? Ha! Now, the chuckling in the back, of course, is my wife, Amber, because we had a package uh, that uh, to be delivered overnight from the USPS and uh, it wasn't <laughs> and we found out the trail of this package now she made a leather piece for OUR our rescue they were having their fundraiser and this was uh, I don't know it, it, the first of the month uh, the 4th of November and we had I'd already started my fundraiser to shave my head for OUR and so they were having their big fundraiser and she wanted to make a, a leather piece and it was beautiful uh, and so they were going to put it in their fundraiser and have it be auctioned off. It was auctioned off without it being there. It would have gotten you know a lot more money if it was actually there and the people could see mm-hmm. it in person. No question. But whatever. I mean, it did raise some money for OUR. So most importantly, that's great. However, let's talk a little. Amber, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Hi, Jeff. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the package. So it was mailed from austin right you were down with your grandkids uh in austin yes and uh you had the package all ready to go boxed up taped up you take it to the united states postal service and you overnight it you want it overnighted so you paid for it to be overnighted from austin to our is in salt lake city utah Okay, so, so you can move closer to the microphone. It's okay. But that means I'm I gotta move closer to you. And so, so it's gonna go to Salt Lake City overnight, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, no problem. You pay for it to be delivered, which was a a, a pretty penny, right? I mean, it's like how much for overnight from Austin to Salt Lake City is what fifty, sixty bucks? Yeah, for your like 50, for your package, it was fifty dollars plus I purchased the insurance. I will get to that. Okay, okay, that's good because the good thing is a lot of times when you do stuff like that, you think, ah, I'm not going to spend the extra money for insurance. It's going to get there, right? It's going to if it doesn't get there overnight, it'll get there the next day. Mm-hmm. What do I need insurance for? But good thinking on your part. This is why you get the insurance. It's like when you rent a car, you always get the insurance. Exactly. So. Because uh, I want, I had an insurance guy, a rent a car insurance guy, tell me once if you don't get the if you get the insurance, all you got to do is come back in here with a steering wheel and you're good. I want the insurance. So anyway, so you get the insurance for the package, mm-hmm. and which is good. So now the package you're waiting for it to be delivered because it has to be overnighted because their event is coming up on the sixth or seventh, it was right? Saturday the fifth. Okay, so yeah, I mean it had no, to be. Sixth. I had to get there, right? Yeah. So you overnight it with the insurance. And does it arrive? No. <laughs> no. So it doesn't arrive on the 5th, but it gets there on the 6th. No. So it gets there on the 7th. No. So you're checking the transit tag, right? You're checking yeah. the, the tracking number of Correct. the package, right? And the, the, that tells you what? Tells me supposedly where it's at. Right. And, then and it it's says in transit. In transit. Okay, no problem. So you continue to check the tracking number, and it continues to let you know that it is... Left the facility from Austin, Texas. That's it. 
But it's still in transit. It's still in transit. But it doesn't say where it is. It has no, uh, no, does not have any updates of where it is because they're supposed to update the area. And I had the text messages live to let me know where it was. Okay. So it just continues. Does it, did it update you or were you, did got, you have to go back and update it? I didn't even get it? one single text. Okay. So it's, it's just, there's no updating because they don't know where the package is. Exactly. So now you check after a week. A week later, have you called the? Did you call the postal service yet? I hadn't called yet. Okay, so now the tracking number disappears. Yeah, it just goes away. It's not there when you check. It says no information available. That's when you call the postal service. Then I called the postal service. Okay, and they couldn't find it. Okay, that's nice of them. I mean, it's their package. It was left in their hands. Exactly. All right. So now, after they looked around and they can't find it, the tracking number reappears it reappears it comes out oh hey here it is and it tells you that it is in transit (laughs) same stuff (laughs) left the facility on this date in transit no updates so then you call the postal service and you have to they say that there's there's a claim that you have to fill out right so they sent me the paperwork when i called okay and you know i still had the receipt so i had the tracking number and everything else on it Keep your receipts it, for stuff it, like this. But if you don't have it, there is a, I mean, the, they provide. You can go back to the post office and have them reprint your receipt within 30 days. And that's assuming that they still have it in their system. Correct. Right? Okay. Yes. So it really is probably a pretty good idea to keep the original. Keep the receipt or photocopy it immediately. Take a picture of it with your phone. Okay, so then, now now we're looking at, it is uh, 14 days later. We're two weeks in. We are two we do, weeks. Don't know where the package is. No it's idea. still in transit. Yep. And we don't know where it is. It's supposed to be in Salt Lake City from Austin, and for the greater Austin area, by the way. And uh, then, what happens? So, I'm driving somewhere, and I get a phone call. There's a... Lady, she says, hi, my name is such and such from the United States Postal Service. We have your package. Nice. I was like, "You, f- oh my gosh, so you're in Salt Lake City. No, ma'am, we're in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> it was just hand-delivered by a FedEx employee. So huh? a, a FedEx employee, a FedEx driver, has somehow has your package and says, hey, this is a United States Postal Service package. And so he drops it off at the post office. Thank you, FedEx worker. He drops it off at the post office. So we have no idea where this package has been, what it's been through, but it has ended up in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, which is beautiful this time of year, by the way. Uh, It's ended up in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Now, so then they say, oh, we can deliver it for you from here we'll get it right there yeah i'm just looking at the geographical map trying to figure out how's it go from austin texas to supposedly salt lake city but it ends up in wisconsin the furthest north you can possibly get somehow yeah so they send they say the lady says we'll send it to salt lake city we are having this delivered asap it i'm going to make sure of it myself are you Okay, thank you. Well, I can tell you, I immediately got the text messages saying where it was. Okay, so it's back in the system now. So it's back in the system. I was getting the text messages probably every time it changed a plane. 
when it landed in Salt Lake City, when it got on the truck in Salt Lake City, when it was delivered to the door, and it said it was hand-delivered to a person. Nice. Okay, so it only took... Four, 16 days. 16 days uh, for it to arrive, but we don't know what happened once it left the greater Austin area. We just know that 14 days later, it ended up in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And they said, uh, hey, thanks, FedEx driver. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll go ahead and deliver it. Now, okay, so have the paperwork and everything you have received from them to mm-hmm. get a refund, or do they give you your money back now that it's found and it's been delivered? Because they did do what they said they were going to do, kind of, not kind really. Of. Just a little I mean, bit longer than to, expected. Right. You paid for it to be delivered overnight, which it was not. So the full uh, account of what they said they were going to do didn't happen. But it was delivered. So do we get like half our money back? We got a portion of our money back. Uh, by portion, how much is that? <laughs> we didn't get what I paid for the insurance. I got what I paid for the overnighting. We didn't get the insurance fee back. You bastards, United States Postal Service. So we got our money back for the package, the shipping of the package. Yes. Just what we paid for the insurance we didn't get back. Correct. Now the package has been delivered. So it only took 16 days. Only 16 days and basically cost us about 12 bucks at that point. Right. So Eh, I'm kind of okay with it. Still though. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you. All right, um, we got a couple of big trials starting as well. We'll have to get into it tomorrow. Jesse Smollett trial begins today. Who knew that this guy is still going on with his stupid trial? So he's pled not guilty or pleaded not guilty, and he, you know, believes that uh, this was, uh, you know, against him. Whatever. We all know you lied, Jess. Just move on, okay? It's just incredible to me. Oh, it, uh, he's a black and openly gay actor. Uh, he was a victim of a hate crime. Was he? I mean, three years, three years ago? And now we're going to start the trial of Jesse Smollett? <laughs> okay. He's charged with felony disorderly conduct. After law enforcement and prosecutors said he lied to police about what happened in the early morning hours of January 29th, 2019 in downtown Chicago. Why would he plead not guilty? He's just stretching this out. Dude, just plead it out. Let's go. But no, that is not the case. And we have uh, Jelaine Maxwell's uh trial starting off as well today opening statements in her sex abuse trial are expected to begin today after 17 months wow i mean they are alleging that she recruited and groomed underage girls to give sexualized messages to the deceased financier jeffrey epstein and now uh maxwell's brother is saying the prosecutors are just trying to break her they want to blame someone for jeffrey's crimes yeah i mean this is gonna get ugly and we'll see what happens but prosecutors allege that uh maxwell who's 59 
now groomed girls as young as 14 to have sex with Epstein from 94 through 2004 and lied about her knowledge of his crimes when she testified in an earlier case. So we've got that trial starting as well. We've got, uh, and there's just, I mean, there's so much. There's never enough time. What do you mean, Jeff? You can talk as long as you want. I know. But after about this length of time, you start thinking about, you know, having dinner and playing with the kids. So I'll let you go do that. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.